Hello, and welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Cuevas. I'm a lover of French Rose coffee, golden doodles, and pump-up music. I believe happiness is something we each create for ourselves and that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. Yep, you. Join me each week as we chat with guests about their personal happiness journeys and dive into practices that you can incorporate into your daily life to help you be, well, happier. Welcome to another episode of the Think Happy Podcast. I'm your your host, uh, a very hoarse-sounding Caitlin today. Yes, I lost my voice last week. And when I say I lost my voice, like, I could not talk. <laughs> Eleanor actually started whispering to me, which in hindsight is pretty adorable. But um, I lost my voice The good news is I batch record a lot of episodes for the show, so last week's episode had already been recorded, like weeks before it actually aired, so last week's episode was not affected by me quite literally losing my voice. It was nowhere to be found. I searched high and low. It just was lost totally lost. This week's episode, while I do have a lot of my voice back, as you can tell, I'm still not sounding, you know, 100% there yet. So um, I didn't want to record a whole new episode. So rather than recording a brand new episode, we are going to re-air one of the most popular episodes that aired originally in June of last year. So in June of 2020, um, this episode is all about building routines. Okay. So inside of it, I cover some of my go-to routines, like for me personally. Um, I also cover how you can create your own sustainable routines. So routines are something that have been really front of mind for me lately. I feel like I've been answering a lot of questions about routines. I feel like I've just been talking about it a lot on social media. And I think the reason for that is it's one of the many things that we cover inside of Becoming Your Best You, which is Think Happy's eight-week group coaching program. So right now we are in the middle of enrolling new people into this next round of Becoming Your Best You. So with that being said, I have been also thinking a lot about all of the content that is inside of BYBY, right? So Topics that are covered include time management, task prioritization, delegating, and of course, building habits and routines, right? I am not one to pick favorites, but building habits, building routines is one of my all-time favorite topics to coach on. I love helping you guys um, build and implement sustainable habits, sustainable routines that serve you well. It is, mm, it brings me so much joy. It lights me up. I 
you know, am losing my voice probably again, but I am here to say I am a huge fan of this topic. You guys were also when it aired last year. Gosh, that was like literally almost 12 months ago if it was June. Yeah, this year's flying. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit more about becoming your best you. Then we are going to roll straight into the episode, okay? So like I had mentioned, or I already told you a lot of the topics that we're going to cover, um, let me tell you just kind of like the the sequence that is suggested for when you go through BYBY. So I'll start by saying that when you like are first enrolled in the group program, you have access to all of the training content, right? You have access to all the training videos, all the worksheets, the Slack channel. Um, you get access to it all. You can watch these in whichever order you choose. You also get lifetime access to it. Um, but this is the order that I suggest watching it in. So the first is how to identify time that you waste and use unproductively, and then how to reallocate that time back to yourself. Inside that, that reallocating time one, we also talk a lot about me time. So think about, you know, like keeping your cup filled, the importance of doing so, ways to keep your own cup filled. Um, the next three modules are actually all about time management, okay? Um, so one of my favorite ones in there is about strategies and speed bumps. And I actually just lied because the identifying and reallocating wasted time, that's part of the time management portion. Yeah it's included in there. Um, but anyway, so one of my favorite parts of that specific module is the strategies and the speed bumps that come along with time management. Okay. Um, the next one that I suggest watching is prioritizing and managing your tasks, right? So that's like your endless to-do list. Um, next up is identifying tasks that can be delegated and how to actually start delegating them. And then last but not least, the last module um, contains two parts and it is all about building a routine, building habits that are sustainable and that foster being your best you. Hence the name, Becoming Your Best You. Okay, so inside the program, you have more than 10 self-paced educational videos that teach you about each week's theme. You are invited to weekly group coaching calls with myself. You are included um, on our Slack channel, on our Slack network that has daily communication with me. Every single question will be answered no matter the time of day, no matter the day of the week. There will be no question, no comment that is left unanswered. Um, and on top of those three things, you also have loads of bonus material. I literally um, am constantly updating the bonus material and adding to it. So like I said, doors are open. They will not be open for much longer. This next round is going to be starting the first week of April, okay? So you don't have much time. Um, walk, 
do not run. If you have questions about this program, if you want more information, if you're curious about the different payment plan options, send me a DM. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let's chat. Um, I can't stop telling you about this without also telling you that as a podcast listener, you get a 10% discount um, to use that discount. All you have to do is use code podcast at checkout, okay? And that's going to automatically apply the 10% discount to whether you pay in one full payment, or if you pay in two payments, three payments, four payments, uh, that discount is just automatically applied. Um, Again, if you have questions, send me a DM. And uh, I just really hope to see you inside of the Becoming Your Best You group coaching program. Now, without further ado, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to continue searching for the rest of my voice and hope that it's back soon. And here is the episode. So tell me, how's your summer going? It is hot with a capital H here in Houston. We don't have a pool in our backyard, so I bought a blow-up pool for Ellie to play in. And y'all, this is not just like any old kitty blow-up pool. No, it is huge. I mean, we had four adults plus Ellie sitting in it comfortably the other day, and I have a feeling that Ellie and I are going to be living in this blow-up pool all summer. It really is just like the definition of a win-win-win. Win because it's time for Ellie outside while staying cool. Another win because she's contained while she's in it. And that should actually count for more than one win because that's huge. And then another win because her water table can fit inside of it. So like all while Oakley and I are sitting and sitting in it, it's y'all, this thing is huge. And then it's another win because it's big enough for adults. And then it's another win because it was only like $50. And y'all, I mean, the list could go on and on, but the definition of a win, 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 win situation going on here. (laughs) Um, Pregnancy going pretty well. You know, pregnancy is no joke in the middle of summer in Houston, Texas. It's especially not a laughing matter. So I would like to give all of my have been currently and future pregnant and summer friends a huge shout out right now. I see you. I feel your pain. I know when you are walking across the parking lot with a big old belly that it just like feels like you have lost a lung. And heck, if you add a kid to the mix, it probably feels like you've lost both of your lungs. It stinks. But, you know, here we are. We <laughs> We have to persevere. We're in this together if you are currently pregnant in the middle of summer. Um, Good news. We haven't actually lost our lungs. And I mean, at least I hope you haven't actually lost a lung. But you are strong and you, well, might I say we, will absolutely get through this pregnant summer, okay? We have got this, you guys. We have totally got this.
But honestly, talking about this topic of like it being so hot outside is really kind of making me feel hot right now. So we're going to stop talking about that. And today I'm going to chat with you about routines. So actually, this episode topic was 100% inspired by the Think Happy community. Now more than ever, I feel like I'm hearing questions from you about building routines. And I have to say, I absolutely love it when I get to record a listener-requested or listener-inspired episode because it means that I know you'll enjoy it. And there are a few things that I love more than creating content that you love. So let's get to it. My first recollection of having a routine actually dates back to more than 15 years ago when I was a high school freshman. So going into high school, I decided decided to join the school's water polo team. So picture this, 15-year-old Caitlin plus lots and lots and lots of nerves, plus 6 a.m. practice every single school day, which all of that equaled my first ever morning routine. The truth is, I was so nervous about getting in trouble for being late to practice that I saw no other option than to implement a morning routine. At the time, it probably felt more like a survival tactic than a routine, which, now that I think about it, that does sound a little dramatic. But, I mean, I was 15 years old. I was probably more than a little dramatic at that phase in my life. (laughs) But anyway, so this high school version of a morning routine was nothing fancy, but it was something that I stuck with every school morning. So I don't remember all of the exact timing, but I redu- I do remember the gist of it. So I'd wake up, get right out of bed, no snooze. And here's a blast from the past. It wasn't my phone alarm that was waking me up. It was an alarm clock, an actual clock that sat on my nightstand that had an alarm. Remember those? <laughs> I know. Makes me sound dated, right? But <laughs> um, so would get up no snooze. I already had my swimsuit and shorts laid out that um, I would change into just as soon as I got out of bed. I also already had my gym bag packed, which contained the outfit that I would change into after practice, my makeup, and just other stuff like that. So as I'm talking you through this morning routine, it kind of makes me think that I also did have an evening routine that consisted of preparing for my morning routine. But anyway, I digress. So um, after that, I would go into the bathroom, put my contacts in, brush my teeth. Then I'd go out to the kitchen where my dad was. He was an early riser too, which was always super helpful in case I did happen to accidentally sleep in. I did not eat anything before I left the house, but I did bring breakfast with me to eat after practice. My favorite was a toasted bagel, and my dad would wrap it in foil for me, which it's just, I have such a big smile. It's funny just remembering those like small things, you know. Uh, So he would also make my lunch for me. Thank you, dad. 
you're awesome. <laughs> so in the kitchen, I probably chatted with my dad for a little while, got my breakfast and lunch. Then he would sit with me by the front door to wait for my ride to get there if he wasn't the one that was taking me to practice that morning. So my best friend, Megan's stepdad and my dad would, um, um, they would alternate taking me and Megan and her brother, Matthew, to water polo practice every morning my freshman year. Um, so either my dad would take me or, or Megan's stepdad, who we called Mr. Jim would take me. And then, uh, they would drop us off just right at the front of the natatorium where we would walk in, drop our stuff off in the locker room and then head to the pool. So like I said, it was nothing fancy. It didn't include any me time or any waking up early to get X, Y, and Z done before I walked out of the door but it was exactly what I needed at that phase of my life. And it got me through my first year of being on the high school water polo team. I ended up playing all four years and the routine stayed pretty consistent throughout the years with the exception of who took me to school. So um, I think my sophomore year, my friend Jill took me and then my junior year, I got my own car. So I got to drive myself to school, myself to practice. Uh, I probably felt really cool doing that. Um, so yeah, that was that. As I'm sitting here, I'm drinking the most delicious cup of Kerbeans coffee. Kerbeans is a wife and husband duo who turned their passion for coffee into a business. They're so sweet and it makes me so happy seeing their business thrive. Now, let me tell you why Kerbeans is thriving. To put it simply, it's because their coffee is amazing. Think Happy has had the honor of getting to pick a Think Happy signature roast. These dark roasted Mexico beans smell like a good day waiting to happen. When brewed, they create the smoothest cup of coffee you've ever tasted. And it's even still good after being reheated. If you're like me and frequently get pulled away from your coffee, you know that's important. And I have a special treat for you. Think Happy listeners receive 15% off their order of Kerbeans. Head to kerbeans.coffee backslash thinkhappy. Kerbeans is spelled K-I-R-B-E-A-N-S and use code thinkhappy at checkout for your 15% discount. Again, that's kerbeans.coffee backslash thinkhappy, code thinkhappy. I am so thankful that I started having a morning routine when I did, you guys. Those early on morning routines were the foundation for the routines that I have now. And most importantly, I am able to use what I've learned along the way to help others create routines for their own lives. So fast forward to today. Routines are still a huge part of my life. I'll tell you about three of my current routines that have been part of my life for at least like five or six years now. The first is my morning routine, the golden child of my morning or the, the golden child of my routines. So there is a very good chance that this podcast would not even be in existence were it not for my morning routine. So before I tell you about it, I do have two caveats though. First, the morning routine that I'm going to outline for you is my 
non-pregnant, non, I have a baby who doesn't sleep morning routine. Okay. (laughs) So sleep is key y'all. For me, it is not worth sacrificing my sleep just for the sake of waking up to have this morning routine. All right. Second caveat right now, my morning routine is a little out of whack, not only because of pregnancy, but also because I'm teaching fitness classes four mornings per week at like 530 in the morning. So I'm in the process of figuring out how to balance teaching so many early morning classes with my beloved morning routine. And I will say on my one morning off, I do my like my I do my my morning routine just how I normally would. Um actually, I wrote a lot of this episode like during that time. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, okay, those are my two caveats. So let's get to the good stuff. My morning routine consists of quiet coffee, reading my devotional, journaling, knocking out just a little bit of work. And um I I I know that working sometimes during a morning routine is a little, I don't want to say controversial, but um I for me, I have found that my creative juices flow best in the morning. So it's a great time for me to work on stuff such as podcast content. Uh, so yeah, I do that sometimes in my morning routines. Um, and then also part of the routine is making sure mine and Ellie's lunches are prepped if I didn't get to do it the night before and then getting myself ready for the day all before Ellie wakes up. So here's what it looks like on an ideal morning. My morning starts anywhere from five to six, depending on when I go to bed. My body needs eight hours of sleep in order for me to be on my A game. So I'm typically in bed by nine. So, but now that I'm pregnant and also have a toddler, it's usually earlier than nine. But anyway, so the first thing I do is get my coffee and I always look forward to the very first sip. Does anyone feel me on that? If you do, please DM me and say, yes, Caitlin, that very first sip of coffee in the morning is just one of the highlights of my morning because, oh, it's just so good. Um, Okay, so coffee, then me time. So I usually sit in my favorite chair that's really big and comfy and I can pull my knees up and sit cross-legged in it and I drink my coffee while I read my devotional and write in my journal. After that, if I have work that I'm planning on doing, that's when I do it. Then the rest really just depends on the day. So if there's stuff I have to do in the kitchen, I do that next. If not, I go back to my room and just start getting ready for the day. And one thing that I didn't mention that I love is that Guppy is almost always part of my morning routine. She is the best morning buddy. Okay, so that's my morning routine. Next up, my exercise routine. Now, this one is pretty simple. At the beginning of each week, I plan out which days I'm going to exercise and what type of exercise I'm going to do. So if I'm going to take any classes, I book them right then and there. Then after I book it, I add it to my phone calendar and write it in my planner. So this routine helps me to ensure that I'm not only getting in the amount of movement that I want each week, but it also helps me make sure that I'm incorporating a well-balanced variety of movement, okay? So on average, 
and non-pregnant, non in the newborn phase week, um, I exercise probably four times on average, again, four times per week. Included in those four times are the classes that I teach. So it's not that I'm exercising four times per week plus the classes I teach, okay? So each week I incorporate some form of cardio, usually a trampoline cardio class or a cycle class. And I also incorporate some sort of strengthening and lengthening, which is um, typically some sort of bar class or Pilates class. And I said it simple, guys. That is about it for my exercise routine. Nothing fancy, but it gets the job done. And that's actually the nice thing about routines, you guys. So once they just become a way of life, they don't feel complicated. They just feel useful. I've got a PSA for you. You can now snag the Regain and Reallocate Wasted Time Workshop, the Conquering Screen Time Workshop, and the From Zero to Hero Workshop all for just $159, which saves you almost $15 if you purchased them individually. Regain Wasted Time walks you through identifying time you waste and reallocating it to something that serves you better. Conquering Screen Time is about you guessed it, cutting back the time you spend in front of screens. And From Zero to Hero guides you through creating and implementing sustainable routines. Head to thinkhappyco.com backslash programs for all info. So lastly, my Sunday routine. This routine is also really simple. And truthfully, it's more a list of to-dos Um, than anything else. And it's just things that I want to get done each Sunday to help set up our week for success. So first thing on the list is weekly meal planning. So I'll sit down a lot of times with Oakley because if you've been listening to the show for a while, you already know this, but he really enjoys cooking. He's great at cooking. He loves browsing recipes, which is ah, so amazing, super helpful, especially with this meal planning. So I'll sit down a lot of times with Oakley and I'll have my calendar and our meal planning spreadsheet in front of me, okay? So first I look at the calendar to figure out how many nights that week will be home. So that helps me to dictate how many meals I'm going to plan out. And I always incorporate at least one night for leftovers, which is a great way to avoid throwing out uneaten food. Throwing out food is just one of my pet peeves, and Oakley hates it too. So we really try to avoid doing that. So first, I identify how many meals need to be planned. Then we pick the meals. Monday is almost always seafood, usually some sort of fish. We have a few staples that are easy go-tos, like um, the Defined Dish has this turkey and bean taquito recipe that we really like. We'll do enchilada stuffed sweet potatoes, taco salad, red beans and rice. Um, Oakley is from Louisiana, so his Cajun shows with that meal, which is truthfully a Cuevas family favorite. I love his red beans and rice. But anyway, so I really like to have simple meals during the week, but Oakley doesn't mind and actually kind of enjoys spending more time cooking in the middle of the week. So on nights where I'm going to be cooking, I pick simple meals. On nights that he's going to be cooking, he gets to pick what he's going to cook. And it's usually something a little more elaborate than what I would pick. But 
Anyway, so meal planning is the first thing on my Sunday to-do list. Next up is actually making the grocery list. So I use my meal plan to help create the grocery list. And this is such a good way to set your week up to be as healthy as possible just by ensuring that, first of all, you have your meals planned out, you have a game plan, and second of all, making sure that you already have the ingredients for those meals. It is also a really good way to save money at the grocery store just by helping you to avoid purchasing unnecessary items. Okay, so you're not going to be surprised to hear that the next thing on the Sunday to-do list is actually going to the grocery store. A lot of times we go as a family. Ellie is really great in the cart. She loves riding in the cart through the grocery store. Um, And then when we get home, we put the groceries away. And if I have time, I prep um, as much of the produce as I can so it's easy to just grab and grow throughout the week. Um, Let's see here. Another thing on the Sunday to-do list is laundry. Definitely laundry. And this one is a struggle for me. I am really great at starting laundry, not so great at finishing laundry. And I'm really trying to get better at just fully completing the laundry. So like wash, dry, fold, and put away. I really want to get better at doing all of that all on Sunday so it doesn't roll into a Monday to-do. And in our house, when the laundry isn't put away, it's sitting in our living room, which just doesn't feel good. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm working on that. I actually think what I'm going to start doing is start the laundry process earlier in the day so that it's ready to be folded by the time Ellie's napping because it is nearly impossible to fold laundry with a one and a half year old quote unquote helping. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the things on the Sunday to-do list, we've talked about the meal planning, grocery list, going to the grocery store, laundry. Oh, last up is I also write out Ellie's meals for the week and post them on the refrigerator. So this has turned into one of my favorite habits to get into. It prevents decision fatigue on my part. It's a form of task batching. It saves time. And if Oakley or our nanny is preparing food for Ellie, they don't have to ask me what to make because it's already planned and written out and posted on the refrigerator for everyone to see. Um, So yeah, I would highly, if you have kiddos, would highly suggest doing something like that. But yeah. Those are the must-dos for my Sunday routine. Okay. Oh, I feel like I need to take a breath. Okay. (laughs) Enough about me. Let's talk about how you can start incorporating routines into your own life, all right? So I want to start this conversation by defining two words. Those words are habit and routine, okay? So A habit is a practice, tendency, or behavior that occurs regularly, often subconsciously. Now, a routine is a group of habits that are performed together with consistency. So, for example, um, a habit might be flossing your teeth each night. Well, a routine is one or more habits put together. So maybe your routine, your nightly routine consists of, yes, flossing, but also washing your face, brushing your teeth, and reading before bed. So that is the difference between a habit and a routine. 
<clears throat> okay, so step one, the first step to creating a su- sustainable routine for yourself, all right? This first step requires a little bit of self-reflection specific to how your brain views accountability. So in a nutshell, there are two types of accountability, external and internal. I go deep into explaining both types or or both of these types of accountability and the four different types of personalities that are specific to accountability in the um, workshop that I have. It's on demand. It's the habit forming workshop that's called From Zero to Hero. Um, So check out that workshop if you want to hear even more about that topic of. you know, of how your brain views accountability. I also go into helping you identify um, how your brain is wired. So yeah, that's some pretty interesting stuff. Okay, so that was step one. Step two, next up, we're going to consider the word sustainable. So I'm going to say this twice. Sustainability is the key to long-term habits and routines. Again, Sustainability is the key to long-term habits and routines. In order to maintain a habit or routine that you're going to stick with week after week, month after month, year after year, you must ensure it's something that is sustainable for you. It has to be maintained at the same level that you started at on day one as you continue on with it at day 10, day 100, day 1000. So just for the cherry on top, I'm going to say it one more time. Sustainability is the key to long-term habits and routines. So moving on to step three. So You have the right frame of mind as we move into this step. You're thinking about how your brain views accountability and sustainability is front of mind. Now, keeping those two things in mind, you're going to define exactly what your new habit is going to be. And while you're at it, you're going to outline exactly how you plan on accomplishing it. Be as specific as possible during this step, you guys. Step four. So to best set yourself up for success, you want to go into this new habit or routine with a plan for monitoring your progress, all right? So the type of monitoring that you use will actually be a reflection of how your brain views accountability. Those two usually go hand in hand. And again, for a deeper dive into different types of monitoring, um, check out that on-demand workshop. It is um, the, the From Zero to Hero workshop that's all about habit forming. And okay, step five. So finally, after all of that work, it is time to hit the ground running and get to work on executing this plan that you've created for successfully implementing your new sustainable habit or routine, you guys. So 
as I have mentioned a couple of times, I have a whole on-demand workshop that is on this topic that goes into so much more detail. That workshop is really a great starting point if you're embarking on your habit-forming journey. Um, to find that workshop, go to thinkhappyco.com backslash programs for all of that information. And if you're wanting more hands-on guidance and support than what the workshop provides, just go check out, while you're on my website, go check out the Pride and Coaching Packages, which is thinkhappyco.com backslash coaching. Okay, so I want to end this episode with one thing that I always tell my one-on-one clients. Routines can be fluid. Okay, routines can be fluid. Life is fluid, you guys. It's only natural for routines to be fluid too. Do not hold yourself so strictly to a routine that it becomes detrimental to you or no longer productive or just plain not enjoyable. If you get to that point, it is time to reevaluate your routine and make some tweaks. So, Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. Today, we talked about my introduction to having routines in my own life and some of my current routines. We also talked about how you can create a sustainable routine in your life with five steps. So those five steps, one, self-reflection specific to how your brain views accountability, two, considering sustainability. Three, defining exactly what your new habit is going to be and outlining exactly how you plan on accomplishing it. Four, going into this new habit or routine with a plan for monitoring. And five, hitting the ground running. And I will catch you next week for the 40th episode of the Think Happy Podcast, where my sister will be joining. All right. See you soon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. If you just can't get enough, find me on Instagram at thinkhappy underscore co, that's C-O, and online at thinkhappyco.com. See you next week.